and welcome to the NBA podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. Today's podcast is the second in our series of special NDA meets, where we're sitting down with one company, Waze, and talking to their execs, their partners, their customers, their clients, to get a really in-depth understanding of how this truly disruptive company is making its mark. And today I'm joined again by the UK country manager, Rue Roberts. Hi, Justin. Um, thanks as ever for for having me. Um, yeah, so look, the, the Waze community is, I divide it up into four parts. Um, community is the founding um, kind of spirit of, of, of Waze, the, the, the founders in Israel when the, when the proposition first came about. They, their mission, which remains our mission to this day, was to rid the world of traffic, eradicate traffic altogether. And that, that sort of is the, the, the guiding principle that drives us on. And that was a community project ultimately, to build a proposition that will help communities um, remove traffic. Because traffic is a drag on the economy, on the environment, um, and it's incredibly stressful. So we think of community in four ways. The first part of that is our user base. They form a community. And rather than just being a a user base, and we describe them as a community because it really is an interactive experience, Um, users just by using Waze, are providing data that helps us make sure our maps are up to date, that, that, that routes that are being driven on, we understand the speed, the direction, the flow, the time of day when traffic builds, where traffic sort of dissipates. All of that information helps the algorithm stay up to date and, and benefit other users. But those users can also directly interact with one another by, um, by reporting incidents on the road, whether that be um, medium uh, or light, medium, or heavy traffic, um, a road traffic accident, uh, a road closure, pothole where uh, another driver might need to slow down in advance, anything that that, that might uh, help other drivers on the road. There are you know um, many ways that that, that uh, our users can help each other out. So it's a great sense of community, even though they're not actually speaking to each other. That's a good point. They're not actually speaking to each other. So... And in terms of a community, a community of people, a community of neighbours, a community on social media, generally interactions at the core to each other. So how, how is this different within the Waze community? I, th- I, th- I think because you are actually contributing to the map experience by alerting uh, incidents or, or, or by driving, but there is also that, that um, gamification element where you earn gems, you get a, a, you know, a small reward for for generating alerts and, and, and reports and helping others on the road, that reward, I think, is what, what really truly says to a user, by the way, you're part of a, a, a bigger group and you are helping that group out um, with your day-to-day um, driving and, and your, and your behaviour on the road. Um, but we do have communities that also speak to each other and that, that are slightly more interactive. And when we talk about the community within Waze, we actually talk, uh, we're actually thinking about our map editors. And we have uh, this sort of the second uh, example of community, which is a, um, a growing and, and very important um, group of volunteers all over the world, hundreds of thousands of volunteers that are updating our map in real time for freshness um, and uh, they're, they're responding to uh, alerts and reports that users are making uh, 
which creates a queue and, and, and these map editors are, are updating those incidents on the road. So if I'm driving along and notice that there's a road closure, I will log it in the map and that then joins a queue. So it immediately helps others on the road, but it also then will join a queue uh, of, of workload. And, and one of my uh, sort of local uh, inhabitants, I, I, I guess, who is a map editor, will pick that up in their queue and sense check how long is that road going to be closed for and then making sure that the map has all the information uh, for that so that the algorithm is 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 working to to full effect. And, the, you know, this map editor community are, are critical to our work and we bring them together. We, we try and um, run events and bring them together to share ideas because they have different levels of experience. Um, they work their way through the um, the leveling that um, uh, that we have, which which allows them to qualify to um, different permissions of what they can or cannot update on the map, uh, as well, just so that we've got an element of quality control and uh, and promotion uh, through that through that service. So, who who becomes a map editor? How how do you become one? How is the community run? How are the rules and regulations put in place? Yeah, so we've got. Um, We've got a community team within Ways um, who who run the program. Um, anyone can become a map editor. If you're a, a, a Ways user, it it might be something that you that you find interesting. I'm a map editor. I'm not a very good one. Or let me say, I think I'm a great one, but <laughs> but I'm not a particularly experienced one. So I'm 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 a level one map editor. Uh, what that means is I have the accessibility to make edits in rural areas villages, anything that is mi- minor roads. So I can add um, features on the map and I can make uh, sort of edits to to minor roads. And the kind of thing that I would do then is where I've noticed um, one-way streets that aren't correctly um, updated on the map or um, if there's a new car park in, in a neighbourhood, I can add that on, make sure the entry point to that car park is is on the right junction or the right right point on the street and so on. These kind of things. But you work your way through the levels and we have senior map editors that that um might be level five or level six and that's the that's sort of where where it's up to at the moment. And you qualify based on the number of edits you have um contributed. And it's a lot. It's in the thousands, then the tens of thousands, then the hundreds of thousands, uh, and dare I say it, into the into the millions of uh, of updates as you as you progress through um through how, the ranks. How competitive is this? I mean do people do you, Rue, are you quite upset? You're level one. I mean, do you desperately want to go up to level two, three, six? How, how, that's the idea of gamification. I mean, how competitive do people get? There isn't a league table. So from that point of view, I'm not, I'm not sort of monitoring my opposition. But yeah, there's a ga- gamification element. You, you know, you earn points um, for making edits and that earns you different types of moods. So there's a, there is a, a, a separate selection of moods of ways caricatures that are reserved purely for map editors. So that when you're on the map, you are, you are known or seen as a map editor. And, um, and that's, uh, in my opinion, a very prestigious, um, reward for, <laughs> for the contributions being made. Um, yeah, I think it can get quite competitive, um, in so much as you want to make edits, because you want to you want to jump through and i think it's 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 not so much purely through just being competitive in nature but if you see things that you think that needs to be updated on the map you want to be able to then edit um an a road you want to then be able to edit 
an urban area, you want to be able to map out a new housing estate. You want to be able to work with the local authority on a construction project or a major sporting event that's going to impact the road. And you can't do it until you qualify. So there is a competitive kind of um, streak that certainly can rise uh, within within one. Um, I haven't reached that yet. One day, Ru. One day. <laughs> one day you get there. And what about, I mean, is, is there a, a typical map editor, their characteristics the, that are sort of common amongst amongst the sort of people that want to, want to do this? Yeah, I, I um, when I first joined Waze and learned about the community and then started to meet, so I meet the UK um, senior map editors uh, on a quarterly basis. We interact quite frequently by email as well. On on, on top of that, because they they support a lot of um, additional projects that we that we have going on all of the time. Um, listen, the, these are a group of people that are that need to be adept at like IT. So they're working at a computer on our map editor platform. Um, and the more senior you get, the more technical that becomes as well. So it makes you um, believe there possibly is a sort of type of person that that um, that suits this. But now that I've met lots of them, I can tell you it, the personalities are as varied as you would find in any in, a, in any walk of life. And I was talking to one of my colleagues who's based over in Philadelphia and he runs our Ways for Cities program, which is a, another community aspect, which we can talk about in a moment. But um, he was telling me uh, about a map editor who is a senior um, investor in the financial community in New York. And he gets home and does map editing to de-stress. It's, you know, where I might read a book or chill out with a glass of wine or whatever in the evening. That is his mechanism to to unwind um, and just pass some time to kind of, I, I guess, um, declutter his mind after a you know active day uh, on Wall Street or, or what have you. It, it strikes me it's got such similarities to so Wikipedia, especially in the early days when we're talking to Wikipedia way back when why people would get involved in editing entries and it's guess it's got that I guess same sense of community and kudos and all those sort of things to it. I I think so. It's it's for me it's about um, generating a sense of belonging because when you feel like you belong to a particular group, whether that is uh, a group that you're interacting with in person on a daily basis or virtually, or just that you're contributing to something and there are other people doing the, say, do, doing the same thing, you know, that sense of belonging, I think, is what drives that. And I think that's that's also true of, of Wikipedia, as you said, in the early days. And there are some brands out there that, that I think strike the same sort of notes and um, the, the company that always jumps to my mind in that way is a company like Gifgaf, who famously don't have a traditional customer service, but their client base, you know, they have forum-based um, Q&As where actually existing customers help each other out with any problems or, or um, service uh, issues, um, which is very unique to them as a, as a telco company, uh, which, which I find fascinating. And I think there are similarities um, there. And um, I, I don't think we do enough today to actually... Um, leverage that community aspect, that feel-good factor, that that loyalty. Um, uh, there's certainly more that I think we could uh, that we could do to expand that. Yeah, I agree. Again, I remember talking to GifGaf, you know, when they launched years ago, and it's that pure sense of community that is meant to sort of run throughout the industry, and often doesn't. You know, community mm. can be a real forced thing. So I guess I mean, it's, it's definitely a secret source. I would say as, as ways something that I wasn't aware of before talking to you. But let's talk about how. The different stakeholders in the in the Waze ecosystem, I guess, contribute to the community. You've got drivers and 
editors, we talked about advertisers, you've got city authorities, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So let's talk about how the different stakeholders, I mean, let's kick off with, we talked a bit about drivers, editors, but I guess city partners, you mentioned. Yeah, so we have a, um, a, a program called Ways for Cities. And ultimately, it's a data exchange. So we've, we've kind of commented on the data cl- sort of um, provision that Waze has that, that drives the algorithm and makes the, um, the proposition work, layered with the community contribution. Um, and we extend that to this program. So we will work with local authorities, highways agencies, um, construction firms, um, public bodies, it might be event-based, it might be construction-based, but anything that, that, that requires or that can make smart decisions based on mobility in their areas. Uh, we provide them with access to our live street-level dashboards and, and, and maps so they can kind of see the city flow and, um, and, it, and it helps them solve, you know, a, a huge range of, of, of problems that they face. So one of the biggest problems that local authorities typically are trying to deal with is parking. One of the biggest traffic issues in an urban area are people going round and round trying to find a parking space, it, you know, which is, which is common, um, which ways data can, can help when they're, when they're trying to plan, uh, plan where and how to make provision for, for, for parking. Refuse collection lorries. Everybody hates getting stuck behind a refuse collection lorry when it's a narrow street and you've got to make a train or drop your kids off at school or get to work on time. That's a pain point. So if local authorities can actually plan those routes using ways data to understand actually are there more optimal routes that don't disrupt the traffic in quite such uh, such a way, uh, that's of benefit. Putting in pedestrian areas, cycle lanes. Like there are so many use cases that our data is available for. So we make that provision for free in return for them giving us information about events that are going to happen in, on their roads and in their, in their spaces. So a new construction site we can, before it's happened, get that all pre-mapped out so that on the day of opening a new bridge, flyover, route network, housing estate, uh, we can have that live on the day uh, when, when, when it all becomes open. And our map editor community are the ones that are working with them to, to, to make sure that's in the, in the Waze uh, map uh, environment. Um, and then events. So it can be anything from... Um, one-off events like a Pride Parade or London Marathon or something like this where you know it's going to close or cross over a huge uh, area of, uh, of an urban environment, we can write that into our map experience in advance. Um, or it might be something that's going to be a, a, like a permanent feature um, that happens on a regular basis. So think Wembley Stadium with a series of football matches or sporting fixtures or music events where you're going to get a great crush of traffic on match day or on concert day. Um, it's important that we understand when that's happening, what are the hours it's going to be going on, write it into the, um, the setup in advance so that whether you're going to that event or you're a local inhabitant and you want to do whatever you can to avoid that event, ways can ways can help. Okay, let's talk about then the other important constituents, the uh, advertisers, brands. So how can they contribute, uh, do they contribute to the ways community itself? Yeah, so it's, it's um, look, everything we do and everything I've talked about so far is ultimately for free. As a user, you can download the app for free. Um, the map edit community are working to support edits that are reported by those users, but also with the Ways for Cities program, which, as I talked about, is a is a, it's a free exchange of of information to to keep the map fresh and to help 
local authorities in, in return. So we've got to fund the business. And so advertisers are, of course, really important for the uh, driving force of investment to make sure the map um, is fresh and the app continues to improve with product updates and enhancements and so on. But also the advertising experience is about as organic as you can get, in my, in my opinion, which I think is one of the things that lured me in to begin with as well. When you're looking at a map, whether from a navigation point of view or or, or actually just trying to find uh, find where something is, it is not an unusual experience to see a pinned location. And so having advertisers invest in pinning all of their locations as you're driving along with ways and seeing you know, a McDonald's sign or a KFC or you know, a Tesco badge or something like that that's indicating where there are um, utilities in the area or, or, or locations that are of benefit to you as a user – that's expected. That adds benefit. And the fact that you can actually add an offer, you know, whether it's a discount or a seasonal product offering or something to that experience is giving information that is is, is um, you know, entirely relevant to a set of users on the road in, in that moment. Um, so, uh, uh, so advertisers' ability to engage with drivers in a way that is um, location-based and contextually right for them uh, at the time of day or, um, or based on the geography, uh, we see as, as a really innovative and interesting um, uh, opportunity for advertisers. Okay, let's go on to talk from, from advertisers, advertising, I guess the more business side of the waste community, to... What are some of the most surprising and maybe sort of some of the positive outcomes you've seen come out of the community? It's looking at reading about something about using the community to help fight COVID, I think, recently. So, yeah, well, what's come out of it that's really warms your heart? There's some, there are some pretty uh, challenging moments that I think the Ways community, um, in particular the map editors, stepped up and really demonstrated um, the value that ways the ways can bring. So, from a COVID point of view, um, highlighting quickly um, where uh, vaccination centres are um, uh, and so, uh, and so on, and, and actually um, medical facilities um, in in all walks of life that are that are relevant to people. Uh, but doing that quickly was was obviously of great importance, especially in the UK where there was that sort of um, major drive to get the vaccination rollout um, done very quickly. Um, but actually, from a proposition point of view, just small enhancements. So we launched something during that first summer of of the COVID um, period called Location Personalities. Really, really simple small blue icons that, that that sit on the corner of a pinned location that will demonstrate the type of services available. For example, is a fast food restaurant a drive-through? Um, does a retailer have click and collect? Now, these services that seem obviously of benefit to understand were of high importance to users really during the lockdown periods in particular because the car became the second safest place you could be beyond the home. You know, everyone was worried about public transport, uh, where you can go safely, um, as we were in the sort of um, in, in the in, in the, the depths of uh, lockdown period. So highlighting those services made a huge difference to, to Waze users. And we saw, um, you know, a great increase in engagement as a result of that. Okay, let's talk about the future. I mean, I absolutely love the community and again, didn't realise it was so central to Waze's proposition, but what's the future? How do you see the Wave community developing, getting better, doing more, just expanding? 
So from a user point of view, of course, we welcome as many new users as uh, as possible. And we think of that in, in two different ways. Firstly, just, just new users who've not used Waze before and hopefully understand the value and the benefit um, and can avoid traffic um, themselves on, on the road. The more users, the better the data, the better the algorithm works, um, the better we can help people avoid traffic. That's fundamental. That's kind of core to our proposition. Um, but the second way we think about that kind of user growth is also in in the manner in which they're using Waze. So does a monthly user become a weekly user uh, and a weekly user become a daily user? Because um, the reality is it, it can be a local drive that you do day in, day out as part of a commute or as part of a school drop-off where you are suddenly surprised by a road closure or, or, or a traffic accident or some other reason that's created traffic and it makes you late. So just in using the proposition on a daily basis, it helps you avoid those um, surprising, uh, surprising incidents. But the Waze map editor community, you know, these, this, this loyal band of, um, of, of volunteers, I think the future um, can be really positive as, as they are contributing more. If we can grow that community, reward them in, in new and unique ways as well for the, for the contribution they make, because it's just so important. Um, but helping us get accuracy on the map for, for advertising propositions and actually think about how do we develop new advertising products on the map that aren't disruptive, but again, as I said, are organically relevant um, to give to give users um, a, a positive experience from local businesses. Um, I think the map editors can can continue to play an, a, an increasing role there as well. So hopefully that helps us drive the revenue part of the business as well, um, because they do support us in getting location ac- accuracy, um, where an advertiser might give us. A, a, a long list of locations based of, based on longitude and latitude coordinates. Actually, it's a local map editor who knows, well, what's the actual entry point to that pin? Because sticking a pin on a map is fine, but you need to know which side of a, uh, of a block, which road entry, where the car park goes in and so on. And that's information that even the advertisers themselves don't necessarily know because they've got a thousand locations and the marketing executive has a list of locations but doesn't of course locally know which way the roads go so they, they play a really uh, invaluable uh, role in all of all of the aspects of the map well Ruth thank you so much that was a great look into how community is central to ways and everything it does so thank you so much for joining us again today uh, I look forward to seeing you for episode three shortly Ruth thank you so much thank you very much see you again next time